It is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. Hello, hello, oh, my friends. Uh, the brakes may be needing a little adjustment, but easy on the curves. <laughs> Not a glitch to have you Just got fixed like you. This all on you? This all on your cow? The reference here is very obscure. Welcome, foolish mortals. It's Wednesday. It's beginning to look a lot like Disney. It's a Disney kind of Wednesday day. <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. You're welcome. Every seven days, whether you like it or not. I mean, you. I mean, they have the choice of whether or not they're actually going to listen. So it's you know. Oh, you're right. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for coming, guys. We really do appreciate that. As far as the calendar is concerned, though, it's it's the same no matter what. Yeah, we're here whether you're here or not. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, just by generally speaking, that is absolutely true. But there's a lot to talk about this week, right? Well, I mean, Big yeah, movie news. Well, on top of that, we're moving. Oh yeah. And we're moving on movie week. So literally, when you guys are listening to this podcast on Wednesday, since you guys listen exclusively on Wednesday, we know uh-huh. we're in the process of moving right now. Yeah, we're totally listening to this while driving moving trucks. And we're sweating like animals <laughs> down here in the southern heat. Oh, it's We picked the right. hottest week of the summer to decide to move. So uh, shame on us, I guess. <laughs> totally true i do have to say with the disney movies this week doesn't it almost kind of feel like all of the built-up uh excitement over the last couple of years just kind of like dumped on you in like one week you know i feel dumped on <laughs> in a good way in a good disney way basically but like it, it feels like that like that we've been there's been i know that for the majority of people they've already seen these shows so maybe it's just us but <laughs> it feels like really? all the excitement well, no one's seen Jungle Cruise yet. Oh, that's true. And that's got some big to-dos going on this last week. Yeah. Um, it in a, in a thing that hasn't happened since Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, which is the first Pirates movie came out, they had a premiere at Disneyland. That is so exciting to hear. Yeah. like Was when, there any like pre-press about it that you saw anywhere? No, but this is the thing is like, I don't know if I'm just not paying attention to news as much or if I'm just not looking in the right places because literally I'll just be like going through our normal day and come across things and be like, oh, they're having a premiere at Disneyland today and they're like passing out things to the guests and that kind of stuff. So I... Who knows? They they probably did announce it well in advance, obviously, but I, you know, wasn't privy to that information. It is interesting to see how they would have announced it if that's the case. If they invited a select few, or if they didn't announce it, you know, there's mm. so many people dying to get in the parks right now anyway that I'm sure that they don't need any more publicity. Yeah. And we've been there on special days where really we had no idea any of it was going on. Right. And we've asked people for like specific schedules and things, and they're like. Good luck. Like, yeah. they don't really announce it. Well, because they don't want people, like, slamming the parks on days just because there might be a celebrity there. Right. Which is understandable, because how irritating would it be if it's just a bunch of fangirls over Johnny Depp that are just crowding every square inch of Disneyland? It would drive me crazy, right? Or like us with Adina Menzel. 
Well, and that was completely unplanned. That's the whole thing. We we're like, what's all the Christmas stuff? Because it wasn't even close. Wasn't it October when we were there? Uh-huh. Yeah. And we're like, there's like Christmas stuff everywhere. Wow, the decorations at y'all. Come to find out, Sadina Menzel and Kristen Bell singing at Disneyland that night. We're like, oh, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Glad we were here today, I yeah. guess. It worked out nicely for us. It did. Uh, but I would have been just as excited had we been there this last week and seen Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson there. Oh, stop it. So much more exciting, actually. Right? You love you some Emily Blunt. I really, really do. Is it because she's Mary Poppins? Is that why you love her so much? Between, I don't know how it happened, but between that and the accent, and I think all of her movies are just... I think really for most people, it comes down to the movies, right? Like, yeah. you love them in a movie, yeah. and then they deliver on that three or four times over, and then you're like, oh, okay, now we really love you. Now you're my super favorite. <laughs> like, because for me, it really is. Is that It comes back to the movie, you know? Um, well, I mean, we quote her in Devil Wears Prada almost constantly. Oh, my gosh. No, shant. Completely. Constantly. Literally, there's not a moment in my workday that doesn't go by that in the back of my mind, a scene from Devil Wears Prada <laughs> doesn't come through in one way or the other. How you many know? of those scenes are you Miranda Priestly in? <laughs> you know what? All of them. <laughs> I've worked my way up from the ranks from Andy <laughs> through Emily and then on to Miranda Priestly. Well done. And then I circle back around to Andy again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That seems to be the cycle of life, doesn't it? It truly is that. But they're at Disneyland. Where do you think they would have been? Where, where, where did they hold it? Do you know? Well, when they did Pirates, they did it out on Pirate Island. Now it was Tom Sawyer's Island at the time. Yeah. And they have like a huge screen. And then they would set up bleachers along the rivers of America for viewers to sit in, obviously. Oh, that would have been amazing. Um, I hate sitting on bleachers. So that would have been a hard time to yeah. sit there and watch the full Pirates of the Caribbean on bleachers would be difficult. But... I wonder if they did the same thing. I haven't seen an actual setup of it. All I've really seen is pictures of Dwayne and Emily kind of glad handing people kind of, you know, walking around and smiling and being nice, which is great. Uh, But I didn't see where they actually did the premiere. Yeah. If they did it that way, they totally would have had to like had like a makeshift Jungle Cruise boat type Mm -hmm. thing. Right. Where they like come in from the side on Jungle Cruise. Oh, it would be on the Rivers of America. Right. So it's like right in front of them and stuff. Oh, it'd be so great. Ah, it'd be great. Interestingly enough, this week I heard her um, in a couple of interviews. Uh And at that time when she was doing the interviews this week. She said that she's never been on the Jungle Cruise. What? Can you believe this? Even before, like, (laughs) now, like, when she got the part, she didn't go and ride the ride? She said that up to the point that she was doing the press release for it, she's like, I've never been on it. I haven't been on the ride yet. Which is like, devastating to you because it's one of your favorite rides. I mean, it is a, is it is it is a Disney staple for my me and my family. It was the first ride we did every single time we went to Disneyland. It would have been our first ride together too, right? When we went there that morning, we went there and there was nothing but cast members standing out front. Yes. And you're like, oh, I guess it's not open yet. We're just going to have to do something else, you know. So then yeah. we went on to... Um, we went Snow through, White, right? Right, yeah. We totally did that. It was fun. Touched her apple. And oh. <laughs> for the brass... Apple is what we touched, just to be clear. Um, and uh, she, 
And, and when we walk by the ride, you said, oh, are they busy feeding the animals? Oh, they got to wake up the animals. You got to wake up the animals. That's what it was. And I totally believed you. And the cast member totally plays along. They're they like, did. yep, we're working on it. And I'm like, thanks. And then we get on the ride. And Steve's like, there are no animals on this ride. They're all like, <laughs> like We were like halfway through. And then I was like, I'm starting to feel like there aren't real animals on this ride. <laughs> Oh, it's a little bit of Disney magic for you, Steve. Yeah, it's totally true. But I'm excited about the movie, right? I'm stoked for it, quite honestly. Mostly just because I love the Jungle Cruise. Yeah. Um, I'm a little concerned with what they're doing with the story. I've not seen a lot of... Obviously, I don't watch previews as much as possible, so I'm not sure what they're doing as far as the actual show goes. Yeah. I worked really, really hard to avoid, like we do. Yeah. Um, get into that in a minute. Uh, but the, the one clip I did see, you know, like the four seconds, I was like, uh-oh. Yeah. This looks a little bit kind of comedy yeah. action to me. Yeah. So that's as far as I know. And the moments it's available, we're going to watch it. Sure. Well, the thing that's interesting to me is that it kind of gives off like a mummy vibe with like Brendan Fraser kind of mummy v- comedy action feel which i loved the mummy when i was younger i still do it's still a fun show um i just i'm not 100 percent bought in on it yet from what i can tell so i'm excited to, to give it a good chance yeah right for sure and it's emily blunt we love her we love her and everything she's right. disney royalty at this point so getting very excited about that so it, oddly it's enough though fun. the 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 most preview that I saw for the Jungle Cruise was on behind the attraction on Disney Plus. Mm. I was not planning on watching any kind of previews because y'all know I hate me some spoilers. Yeah. Uh, and previews these days are ridiculous. They give away the entire plot of the movie before you get there. So I have not watched any previews, but then watching behind the attraction on Disney Plus for the Jungle Cruise, uh-huh. it was basically like, uh, here's the Jungle Cruise and here's the movie. And I'm like, why are you showing Stop me all these it. clips from the movie? I wanted to see the the attraction stuff. And you, you know? don't even know until you're like already watching it. No, right? yeah. You're halfway through it and they're like, and here's the big giant scene from the Jungle Cruise. And Before you can even hide, find the remote. Oh, it drives me crazy. That's interesting. So for that reason alone, I guess I won't be watching that episode I until guess. after we see the movie because sure. anything we can do to avoid it, I'm you know I'm all about it. Um, but um, because to that point, groundbreaking moment for all of us this week here in this house. Anyway, um, we broke down and um, got uh, Cruella on Disney Plus <sighs> and my world completely stopped <laughs> for a few moments. Well, spoilers are completely afoot, so yeah, we're going to spoil the I heck. Mean, Everything we just complained about, we're now going to do. Yeah. Thank you. If you haven't <laughs> seen Cruella, I would highly suggest seeing it yeah. before listening to us jabber about it. Um, because I can't not discuss it without... I mean, spoilers ahead. Yeah, in complete detail. Because And, and to that point, that when since we then were able to see the movie, we then started being able to watch the the videos that have been all over YouTube about like, you know, 10 things Interviews you missed and, and yeah. so forth and so forth. If you had watched 
any one of those, including the preview, there were there were even just moments of of that show that the entire scene leads up to. So, like specifically, when she's on the trash when she's on the back of the oh trash truck, right? Yeah, and it comes and drops her off, and then she has this train that's like a, a three and a half feet or three and a half miles long, right? Yeah, that entire scene would have been completely ruined for you yeah. if you had seen the preview. And because we hadn't seen any of the previews, it made every second of the show just like mouth ruling basically yeah. right like it was well incredible. because you surprised me and said let's watch cruella and i, I was like uh excuse me because i've been wanting to see cruella since i saw a still from production like literally two years ago i yep. was like oh my gosh yeah it's emma stone as cruella i've got to see this and that's literally the two words you said to me and ever since <laughs> i was like yes yes <laughs> um and now, to be fair, I went in a little hesitant because I hate villain redemption stories. Yeah. I really enjoy the villains being villainous, and I don't really like it when they backpedal and be like, actually, they're really a tragic hero kind of thing. Right. Um, so I'm always a little hesitant, and I really don't like prequels. Right. Because we all know where they're going to end up in the end. Yeah. Right. So I... The only reason I was so in on this was because of Emma Stone. Quite honestly, I love her. I think she's amazing in everything that she does. And so I was like, I still want to see this regardless of the fact that it's a villain redemption potentially mm-hmm. and a prequel. And it was tens, tens, tens across the board. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> like, this is the great thing about not seeing previews is that literally within the first act within the first 10 minutes of the movie my mouth was stuck open because i was like i can't believe they just did that right and i was like are you kidding me and it's not even quite honestly for disney people it's probably not that shocking but for me i didn't know that it was coming and it's great to be actually surprised by something yeah had a great time yeah amazingly perfect and visually stunning to the nth degree uh, the it was clothes. just incredible yeah the the fashion right was amazing well, this is the thing about watching a movie like this is it makes you want to update your wardrobe so bad. you're like i want to have something with a ridiculous high collar and an asymmetrical cut and i want it bleached off the sleeves yep. you know like just something ridiculous super punk you know uh style kind of clothes that they're going through in this in this movie completely makes you want to do cool things to your clothes at least for me sadly the only guy in the show at all was like already the guy who had the fashion house right he was the only one that had cool clothes again with your complaint that guys don't get to do nothing guys fashion is so bland y'all legitimately you know what the most extreme thing i get to do with my fashion is i have three different colors of polo shirts oh i have them in blue and green and white (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like I'm feeling frisky. I'm going to wear green today. Ooh, Are you luck of the Irish too? And then you say it's St. Patrick's Day, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> but literally, like it's that, like right, yeah. like all the guys, very, very, you know, straightforward clothes. Yeah. So unfortunately, we don't get the cool stuff. I mean, we can. It's just you know how much, how much outside the box are you willing to step? Right. And how much are people? Are you going to be worried about other people judging you for stepping out of the norm? You I know? thought about buying a yellow tie once. Remember, we debated Jeez. that for a couple of weeks. 
We did not debate it for a couple of weeks. I think I pretty much said you should totally buy a yellow tie. Yeah. And you said, uh, it might be too ostentatious. Uh, yeah. Or you, a Cruella, you are not. It's true. If you won't even wear a yellow tie. You know what? I totally would. It's the fact that you had to wear a tie. That's oh, the problem. That's true. About it. You're like, I mean, yeah. you know. I've, I mean, I've done my time in a tie and I definitely do not miss it. Um, but the show is great, quite honestly. Can I just say, though? how excited you were about her metal tie when she was wearing oh, metal it was so tie cool she uh, has a whole scene where she's wearing like a, a chain link metal stripe tie i'm like i would totally wear one of those totally i think a lot of what made the movie fantastic is that it was shot in real places right like we watched yeah. some of the behind the scenes filming of it in place it was actually shot like on scene in, in some places that made it feel authentic yeah so much of what we've seen recently has been on green screen shows which is kind of interesting saying mm-hmm. but i was very 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 excited to see that the, the look of this show yeah well there's a there is a texture and a feeling that you cannot replicate no matter how good your your blue screen green screens work is there are just there are some things that you cannot replicate and one of those things i think for me is the kind of gritty feel of london that they're yeah. able to produce with real places like it just feels like i've i've never been to london so i can't say whether or not it's accurate or not but it feels historic just looking around it just has that feel to it to me. Oh, completely. It's like the greatest city on earth, people say. Oh, is it? Times, right? Oh. That's what they say. Yeah, they say that New York is a second to. Oh, London. I've never been to that one either. Um, so I guess I'm just seeing the uh, bottom of the barrel cities, apparently. <laughs> Atlanta's not bad. We have nothing to complain about here. I just, I had such a good time with Cruella. So much fun. One of the other really fun parts about it is in the end scenes on the credits, when we were looking through executive producers, mm. two of the people listed was none other than Emma Stone. Of course. And Glenn Close. Glenn Close. Because what? before we even started, you said, I really hope Glenn Close just makes a cameo where she just like walks through, like has a line or uh, something, something, you know, and she wasn't in it. Yeah. at all but to see her name in the in the credits you're like ah there we go there we go yeah. there's there's her her contribution and if they were to the artistic direction of the show it worked out fantastic oh it, very it much just, so very exciting to see that that made it very good it also really felt so people ask all the time like what my favorite movie is right and i had a couple different answers and then in just recent years as discussed earlier in the podcast it was you know devil wears prada is very much become my my go-to show of like mm-hmm. yeah i can watch that show non-stop day or night it doesn't matter right i will never say no to devil we wears own prada. so many copies of it so that we could potentially <laughs> be running it in every room of the house simultaneously so you could just walk around the house and still be watching completely it. accidental like i loved um apollo 13 thought it was a great show yeah. you know and there's a few other like captain phillips but i've only watched e- either one of those shows two or three times sure devil wars Prada is probably like 14 yeah and um and then with this show it felt 
like Devil Wars Prada, but very extreme, like an mm-hmm. unrealistic interpretation of it, which made it so just much kind greater. of unhinged and ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, which was made it greater. And yeah. apparently, that's what like the Devil Wars Prada was. The book was a little bit more of that, like it was a little bit more aggressive and oh, okay. and whatnot. Um, and then they were like, "No, we had to make this set in reality somewhat, I guess." You mm. know. Um, but then you said that you saw that. Um, one of the screen, what was it? Yeah, one of the the uh, people that did a draft of the screenplay of the Devil Wears Prada also did a draft of Cruella. So you can kind of see that they were kind of pulling in the same direction. And I think a lot of people have made that connection with Cruella to the Devil Wears Prada already, mm-hmm. where they're like, yeah, it feels very that. It feels very Miranda and Andy kind of thing going on. But the great thing I think about Cruella is that they don't shy away from Cruella being a villain. Yeah. She's not she's not a a tortured good person that gets pushed into villainy. While she does have things that push her that direction, she is she says herself I'm just a little bit mad and she is she's just she turns a corner where you're just like yeah she's definitely gone off the deep end that was the other really fun thing about the show is it was kind of like villain on mega villain type of a a show right like there was (laughs) like legitimately I've decided that the reason that I like it as much as I do is because it's basically Catwoman from Batman Returns as a Disney villain yeah. And that's okay. what it feels like to me. Very much Michelle Pfeiffer going insane and owning all of her crazy in that movie. That's what Cruella feels like to me. Oh, so good. Oh, so good. And then even that, that um, a lot of the Emma, like, I didn't even know that um, Emma Thompson was in the show. Thank goodness. Oh, so when she like showed up, I was like, hey, it's totally P.L. Travers back in the flesh. P.L. Like, Travers. <laughs> And we thought she was mean in as P.L. Travers. Wow. No, yeah. you see her in this show and you're like, oh, Infinitely no, this worse. is so yeah. much better. <laughs> totally tying it all together. And then she wasn't like, I mean, she was absolutely horrific. Yeah. But then when she was like, no, it's kind of great, actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's just, I don't know what it is, but when those people that are just awful in general pay you a compliment, there's just something so thrilling about that. Yeah. And even in the movie world, when she pays somebody a compliment, even if it's just a middling, ridiculous compliment, like, I think you're something. Yeah. Like, that's not really a compliment, but you feel good for her for getting that ridiculous compliment. You I know? totally want to give that compliment now. <laughs> you are not allowed to give me that compliment. I'll oh, be no, no, furious. No, 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 no. Totally for work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for work. Yeah, I'll get, you'll get a lot of people in under your, you know, business right. wise. If you're telling, can you imagine? Something. You really are something. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do it without laughing, so <laughs> it wouldn't even work. But fantastic, good times Tens across the board, all around. We've, uh, we've already watched it twice. I've, I've, <laughs> I don't remember the last time I watched a movie twice. Well, actually, that's not true. It was um, we the watched Devil Wears Prada. Mm-hmm. Of course, that. No, no, no. But we watched them um, also the um, over Christmas when uh, they came out with. Um, Mary Poppins Returns on accident we saw that twice in a weekend yeah we booked it twice not intentional it just happened yeah and it was fine it was fine but I would totally watch this one a third fourth and fifth time again like immediately we might watch it right after we're done recording we just stop right now 
Yeah. We can't do anything else. Our house is all packed. So. <laughs> it's the one thing we have left. Right. But behind attraction, we talked a bit about that. Do you want to talk any more about that show at all? Uh, yeah. I I was really excited for behind the attraction on Disney Plus. Like I said, it's one of my favorite things to get backstory. Um, and this one, I was excited to start and see what kind of information they had. Now, for those of us that. Uh, just bury ourselves in Disney lore. It may not give you a whole lot of new insight, but it's always fun to see uh, the information put together professionally with archival footage and imagery and professional production and things like that. Sometimes when I would watch it on YouTube, it's pretty clunky and it's not quite as good. But yeah. this has great production value and it does give you a lot of the background stuff that you can have fun talking about with people when you're in the parks even. Yeah. Be able to give background ideas and anecdotes and things like that. Yeah, it's an interesting show. Like you said, like originally I thought it was a little bit too light and fluffy for me. Yeah. I was kind of like, and I guess the question was, if you were going to take like a 10 year old kid and they were going to be on a haunted mansion. Would you want them to see the haunted mansion edition of that first to see like how they make a lot of the effects? Um, you know, this is a question that I've brought up with people with children before where I said, how much of the magic do you keep with your kids and how much do you spoil? So as not to traumatize them. Right. Yeah. Because you're bringing them into a quote unquote haunted mansion. That's full of, pretty horrific things you know do you say it's all make-believe it's all just pretend it's fine or do you let them buy in and have the experience and then afterwards be like yeah it was scary let's talk about how they did it all you know i i don't know the correct response to that i guess it, it depends on everybody's individual children if you don't think your child could handle being taken into a the haunted mansion it might be a great thing to show them this and say, Hey, this is a ride we're going to go on. And now you're going to see how everything's done. So when we get there, you don't have to be afraid of it. You can look for all these things and know how they're done. You know, I also like that they tied all the different versions together and kind of took you through a continuous timeline of the show. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a pretty good way of doing it. Yeah. It did feel like it was a little bit more skewed to the younger audience of sorts. And I guess that's totally fine. I have no problem with that. I do like that. Like when we watched the show, Awaking Sleeping Beauty, I think it was also released on Disney Plus. Yeah. Like that show goes in deep. (laughs) Yeah. That one's more of a business end, though, which I think you enjoy. Yeah, which I totally enjoy. Howard was also the same way. Yeah. They, like, did not shy away from any part of that story. This one felt a little bit fluffier. Um, I think part of it goes into uh, the narrator. I don't. I need to look up and see what her name is. But they have a, a female narrator that definitely kind of has, like, a uh, the cadence of someone reading a storybook. It's a little yeah. more hi and oh, ah, like hi. Yeah. And so it does feel a little bit skewed, a little bit younger. Um, whereas a lot of times you're used to um, documentaries with people speaking very calmly and quietly. And that is true. You know, so it's it, far more my speed. It's a little bit different <laughs> just in cadence. But overall, the information is great. And like I said, I love seeing archival footage of things Mm -hmm. and hearing the actual creators talk about things always i I find fascinating 
Yeah, and the absolute concept of the show sounds amazing, and we'll continue watching it, of course. We will. Absolutely. And, um, you know, it'll be great. It'll, it'll be, be a good time. Totally fun. Um, a little but, bit more playful than I expected. Yeah. Let's let's move out of movies and TV. We've been talking a lot about it. Let's go into the park, shall we? Off to the parks we go. Off to the parks. Turn off the TV. It's time to go to the park. <laughs> it is funny, though, that now that you say that, that, like, most of the time that we're at the parks, when we're walking through the parks and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm completely like my feet are tired and I'm sweaty and, you know, and you're like, I can't wait to go home, get under air my air conditioning and yeah. just watch Disney movies all day long. Like <laughs> this show really makes me want to wear, watch uh, Monsters at Work. You know what I mean? Oh, really? <laughs> Oh, you make it sound so terrible. <laughs> no, it's f- super fun to do. But like after your third day of going through the parks and whatnot, yeah. your feet are pretty tired. And you're like, yeah, this is going to make me appreciate the movies all that more when I do get back home. Oh, for sure. I'm not going to I mean, especially down in Florida where it is. I mean, even here today, it's so humid that you think about being in a park surrounded by lots of other hot, sweaty people. Oh, uh, in that you're just you're going to be hot and sweaty you just have to accept yep. it you know and so it is nice when you go back to the hotel and it's just bone chilling cold and you're like this is nice yeah it's completely true and part of the problem with when you're if uh, in uh, magic kingdom or any of the walt disney world is that they do keep the air conditioning so freaking cold yeah that um the second you walk into a room you're like hypothermia yeah and then you walk outside and it's like walking into an oven yeah <laughs> like or like a warming drawer that's all humid and yeah. you know you're just like you're in a proven oh, drawer. right i uh, don't know what's worse <laughs> well and that's my issue because i am naturally a cold person every i'm cold when people shouldn't be cold i'm cold and so walking around outside i still do get hot but then we walk into i don't know star tours and i'm like Oh man, I got to pull out my sweater now. And people are like, why do you even have a sweater? Yeah. It's August in Florida. You know, it's because inside it's so cold. Completely true. We may or may not have blankets on right now. But (laughs) by we, he means me. I have a blanket on right now. But it was National Hot Dog Day, and a lot of folks celebrated it at Disney. Disney's known for their hot dogs, they have a lot of them. I tell you what. Casey's Corner on the end of Main Street, right, yes. is like the magical place to get hot dogs of all of a, of all places to go. Yeah, we've I think we've had pretty much like everyone that's possible to get there. Mm-hmm. The mac and cheese dog, yes. Um, the slaw dogs, slaw all those dogs. dogs. Nothing beats just an actual hot dog, though, right? Right. Well, and this is the thing: is like there's a lot of people that don't want to do like theme park food. For some reason, they're like, no, I want to go to Disney and have a roast beef. You're like, yeah. why are you eating roast beef at a park? You know, anyway, it's just not for me. I love fair food and there's not a many, many times in your life that you're totally acceptable to just walk around gnawing on a giant turkey leg or drinking something ridiculously sugary or eating hot dogs and popcorn all day long. So why not embrace it at Disney is my thought. I tell you what. It's a true story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it totally looks like fun. I don't know any better place to do it. I guess, you know, obviously baseball places are, you know, people do that. Baseball, baseball places. The <laughs> baseball parks. People, that's always Those a good place places to, where the, they have the baseball you things. You can tell that I would much rather eat mine at Disney. Uh, yeah. The Casey's Corner, by the way, too, uh, 
if you haven't heard about this, but they had the raspberry Coke there. I mean, I think everybody knows that. But I'm just telling you, raspberry Coke is super fun. We were standing at the gate. Were we rope dropping that day where we had to stand there and wait at the gate for a minute? Is that what happened? Probably. And the lady that was uh, the cast member that was helping us, she we're like, yeah, we're going in and, you know, doing, we're talking about our day or whatever. And she's like, if you do go to Casey's, get the raspberry Coke. Cause that's my favorite. And we're like, Oh, I don't think we've ever tried that. She's like, Oh, you have to. And now it's like a staple. Yeah. Like if, <laughs> if Coke wasn't already sweet enough, <laughs> let's put some more sugar syrup in it just to make it just bit sweeter legitimately the bottom of the cups dyed purple yeah like i i assume it's coating my insides with this artificial purple color also uh but it's worth it for one day i guess now that they have um the um, freestyle machines everywhere Mm. that's exactly how those all work that's true so i guess it's no longer a special thing but for us it still is i'm such a purist though because legitimately when they're like oh you can get a cherry coke here i'm like awesome i love cherry coke but there is a difference between the coke with a cherry syrup in it and the cherry coke that coca-cola actually puts out oh yeah and so i hate to be that picky about it because it sounds real finicky but i really prefer the the coke cherry coke from coke proper versus from one of those machines i don't know what it is but i don't know if it's the end of if it's the end of the summer or what the deal is but the um the amount of crowds down at the parks recently is just absolutely crazy it's lunacy All, all the wait times are well over an hour yeah and you're like i could not even think about going to the parks right now with well, these especially lines. in the dead heat of summer um you know and a lot of kids are heading back to school soon you told me that some of them are going back to school next week here's what's fun about uh living in the south teachers went back to school today this uh, week they went back this week actually bless y'all's hearts way so. to go teachers um yeah i I can't believe summer's over and I'm not even a kid in school that thinks that summer should last longer. Like yeah. I'm like, wow, it's already over. That's yeah. quick. Yeah. I thought we were just ramping up for summer and then they're like, no, I go, it's this week. Because <laughs> like, okay. when I was a kid, we didn't go back till like the very end of August or mm. the beginning of September. Yeah. I remember one time that um, in Atlanta, it was the beginning of August well even that like it's the end of july now so it's like getting into july and they were going to make it a state law down here in georgia that you couldn't start before the beginning of august wow. because it, they keep pushing pushing it forward more and more each time huh. but um you know enjoy this summer vacations while you la- can oh for sure yeah right after and that it's probably when we'll go back right <laughs> if you yeah if you can get down to the parks during the summer do it it's fun even with the crowds it can be fun just make sure you make up enough time to go on the water rides and all that kind of stuff just to keep yourself from going too hot but yeah like i remember numerous times being at a park during the summer and while it's busy and it's noisy and it's crowded it's still just a fun time regardless of when you're actually there it's all about your attitude and your your state of mind while you're there so Totally true. I would have gladly gone to celebrate National Hot Dog Day if we could. Have. <laughs> oh, great way to end the summer, apparently. Yeah. 
Have we ever had a hot dog there that you didn't like? I can't remember there was one that I didn't like. I mean, we really don't get too crazy with the hot dogs. There was no. a few that had like the coleslaw and stuff on there. And like the yeah. mac and cheese one, we ended up eating that like most of the mac and cheese like off first yeah. because it was just got to be too messy. Yeah. And you're like, that's going to be a problem. Um, I think it's just you get to a certain age and you're like, this mess is just not as much fun as it was when I was a kid. How could you possibly? Yeah. How could you possibly do it? And they never give you enough like plate space when you whatever you do at Disney. Everything's like this plate is always two sizes too small for whatever it is they're giving you can't ever figure out why but you know well and there's just not a lot of space in general you know usually you're trying to find a table and things so like sharing with 15 of the closest friends you've never met before right do you mind if we sit here with your family we'll just eat right off the top of garbage can yeah all right (laughs) on curves we've unfortunately been there you know um very fun times yeah okay so this week i was watching a tech video as i do and they said that this one was the greatest tech fails of all time, right? Okay. And they invented something called the eye smell. Did you ever hear about this? I have never heard of this. So apparently it was a box that was going to be connected to like your TV or your Xbox or whatever it is that you wanted to connect it to. Okay. And it had a 122 built in scents into the box and it would automatically mix the scents and you could create your own to like correspond with whatever it, or whatever it was that you were looking at or showing. So they could make the smell of grass or oranges or whatever the case may be. But really what people used it for mostly was creating their own fart smells. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so. Because that's, that's what most people would that's do. That's what you would do if you had a, the availability of 122 cents. So. You know, here's the thing. Okay, first of all, uh-huh. there's plenty of shows that I don't want to smell. Oh, no. Yeah. Right? Like, there are plenty of gross shows. You know, you don't want to smell what the people on Survivor smell like oh, on day no, 39. No. No. You just don't want to smell it. It's gross. There's, you know, there's a good reason that you're not there, you know. Um, but this is just something that I feel like people have been thinking that people want for a long time and nobody wants this. Do you remember when we were kids, they would do the scratch and sniff cards for smell-o-vision for a, a TV event? Do you remember okay. this at all? Not for a no, not for that. I had the scratch and sniff Snickers obviously. Right. So, I remember I I can't remember what show it was now. I want to say it was like The Simpsons or something big like that. And they said, "Oh, this weekend, Simpsons are in smell-o-vision, and you had to go to, like, uh, 7-Eleven or something and get cards okay. that are numbered. And then as the evening goes on, we'll tell you when to scratch off the thing and <laughs> smell it. And it's like, who wants yeah, to do okay. that? What a weird thing to think that people were excited to do. Who wants to smell what... Uh, homer's donut smells like it's a weird it's a weird thing you know what i mean well and see this is what i was thinking about i was like you know half of what makes disney ride so incredible is that's a over exaggeration but a lot of what disney loves to do is get us with their smells sure so they have like what are they called the smell smell smellizers or smellizers or something right on main street where they take the scent of whatever shop you're walking by and they mix it in with the facade and, and put that smell right onto main street for you. Usually like baking bread 
or something like that that makes you feel really homey on Main Street. Donuts. Yeah. Those candy nut things. Oh, yeah. They always have like a gingerbread smell during the Christmas season. Completely true. Which makes you want to buy gingerbread. Yeah. yeah. And the best part of going on Soren, one of the greatest parts is like all of the amazing scents when you're going on Soren, right? For sure. And you want to talk about people that have done smell a vision or I smell properly. Yeah. It's like that, right? And you're like, yeah, this is pretty great. I'm all about this. This is pretty exciting stuff the smells on soren are almost too good yeah like to the point where like when you're flying over africa and you can smell the grass exactly it almost makes my eyes start to itch like i'm having an allergic reaction to it yeah even though it's just the smell because you know smell is a really strong sense people don't give it enough credit but you have a lot of a lot of your being depends on your sense of smell. Mm -hmm. And so like they can easily trick you into thinking things by just pumping a smell into your face. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you're, um, when you're on, uh, the earth spaceship earth. Yeah. And you go through the burning of Alexandria and you can smell fire. Yeah. It's like, what it's such an unnecessary thing but such a cool thing for them to add into that area because it makes you feel like you're actually there it's Mm -hmm. all great it is amazing and that was my thought on it too is it like i don't know what shows they would put that with but if you just had a little box like that that you're watching tv and then just the nice smells like that started coming through it would be pretty cool I would love it. I would totally be all about it. But of course, no, it's going to be all the other stuff. Is that why they don't make them anymore? Is because people kept on saying, oh, you know what I really want to smell is flatulence? Apparently. Okay. Yeah. And I have no idea exactly how it worked. I don't know how much the cartridges were and if it was even refillable and how much it cost. (laughs) And like, and how does that even work? Does it have to connect with a DVD that had like specific Yeah. And how do you just tell it to pump out specific smells? It's like, can you dictate what it gives you because then it's just a fancy room air freshener right yeah yeah but i i mean i guess essentially but that's what would make make it so great if like they could hook it up to like disney plus so if you're watching a specific movie if then you could smell certain things at certain times and you're just like that could be pretty cool i don't know how great it would be you know like how much would you really spend spend on something like that and but if disney did it for just disney plus and it worked out great. Like I would, I would totally buy it, you know, to have an at home experience. I think it would be super fun. Here's a thought on it though. I've known a few people that, uh, did not have use of one or more of their senses. Yeah. And maybe if you could replace some of the experience with the sense of smell to, to offset, like maybe someone who's hearing impaired to add another, uh, flavor for lack of a better word, to their viewing experience, maybe it would help. Or someone who has poor vision, maybe the smell could help them kind of enjoy the film more. Uh, you know, it might be nice in those kind of situations. Yeah, I uh, think so. But my issue always runs into, I remember as a kid, I had like scratch and sniff books and things like that. Uh-huh. And after, you know, enough time, they just don't smell. No. Nope at all or good anymore you're like what what is the smell even supposed to be you know after a few months of it just sitting there they're scented they smell like a sticker yeah (laughs) because we have like we have you know air fresheners in our house 
and we have to change those out like every 30 days or so. Yeah. But like, I can't imagine being willing to pay a lot of money to have that in conjunction with a film or something. It feels like a lot of extra work. Yeah. I might pay like 130 bucks one time and then. And what movie would you want to smell? I have no idea. I don't know. And I don't know how good that it would even be. Um, Oh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I mean, come on. That would be a fun one to smell. That is just a given, of course. Sure. That would totally work. I'd be down for that one. Or Um, we could we could we could smell cocoa because they have like all the food cooking and they have the flowers and stuff. It could be nice see. That could be very nice. I would be down for that Um, with the Jungle Cruise. You really want to smell the moss? Uh, I mean, but I have to you, say, if you could smell Pirates of the Caribbean water at home, mm-hmm. I'd be all about it. Like the authentic real smell of it? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be pretty great. And obviously, like when you're on Soren and you go over the top of Fuji, yeah. like, that smells amazing. Yeah. So you may have to exaggerate the smell to make it like... Well, yeah, that I think that's a given. Like you don't want to actually just put the smell of grass. You want to put freshly cut piles of grass the clean, perfect that smell you're like it. oh wow that's the smell of grass yeah i'd be all about it though mm-hmm. i mean i would be very interested in it but i'm sure it would be just a fad and would die off sadly yeah i mean obviously it did because it, it has not continued yeah and who was coming up with that uh, i don't know some tech thing that failed that nobody bought oh so you that, know. <laughs> some tech thing <laughs> that failed because nobody bought it <laughs> You know, endorsement. Isn't Here that just go. how everything goes in our world today? Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> like, either it it's amazing or it fails because nobody buys it. But if a company like Disney were to support it and do it specifically for like their their platform, yeah, it would make it all that much cooler. But what I'll tell you what it would be fun to do is they have quite a few games like this already. But if they had a game where you were walking around Disneyland, oh yeah, and then they would pump in the smells as you're walking around Disneyland. Yeah. I think that would be really fun that to walk fun. down main street and smell main street at home. Right. That could be really fun. That'd be, yeah. I would totally do that. Interactive park experience at home. Right. I would, but I would watch it. I'm going to point this out and I'm not going to name any names cause that's not fair, but there is a, there is a company that claimed to put out candles that smell like Disney attractions. And I, I bought the pirates one because like i said i love the smell of pirates i'm one of those weird people that loves the smell of the water in pirates of the caribbean i think everybody does it's such a weird specific thing yeah uh and i was so excited and it did not smell smell like like that at all so upsetting and i was i was a little upset about it uh i burned the whole thing of course because i'm not going to waste all that money that i spent on it but i was not happy about it right (laughs) you can find other candles that smell more like Disney than that candle. I'm I'm pretty sure you could, and maybe that's just the one that they couldn't. I mean, they said specifically on the website, I think that they're like, we can't make it smell like bromine because that's a weird thing. Like, why would we have a smell of bromine? (laughs) Uh, Just mix bromine into the wax. Yeah, just mix some bromine in. I'm sure that'll be great burning in your house. You know, completely safe, non toxic. (laughs) It's probably fine. Uh, but if we ever get like an in-house fountain, I'm putting bromine in it just Instead so I can chlorine. smell pirates. Yeah, totally true. Good point. Good point. Just saying. Maybe after the move. We'll see. <laughs> First purchase in the new house is bromine for the fountain, y'all. 
Follow my perfectly sculpted two-fingered point to the exit. If you enjoyed today's podcast, rate, review us on your favorite podcast app. And if you didn't, help us do better by buying a patch at DisneyPatch.com. Always be proud of what makes you unique. And we'll see you next time on the Obscure Disney Podcast.